welcome to StockTwits After Hours, where we provide a quick rundown of the day's market action from the folks at StockTwits, the largest community of investors in the universe. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to StockTwits After Hours. I'm your host, Riley Rosenberger, alongside head trader at Trading Experts, Shake Prisby. Shake, today is Thursday, February 18th. We saw very similar action to yesterday, where we sold off early, only to recover late in the day. What's your outlook right now with the markets at these levels? We opened lower today based on the weak jobless claims number that came in at 8.30 this morning, which halts the progression we've been seeing in the labor market over the last few months. We recovered well late in the day, but overall, we're seeing sluggish behavior in stocks as we chop around all-time highs. We're not seeing the same participation in the leading stocks, so we have a cautionary outlook in the near term. Today's pivot was definitely positive for the bulls, but we're seeing a lot of cracks under the hood, if you will, so we're remaining cautious at the moment. We've waited all week for the GameStop-related hearings coming out of Washington. We heard from a number of players such as Vlad Tenev from Robinhood, Ken Griffin from Citadel, Gabe Plotkin from Melvin Capital, and of course, Roaring Kitty, the famous Redditor. Did we learn anything new from these hearings, though? Personally, I don't think we learned too many new pieces of information today. The hearing was centered around Vlad Tenev, who maintains his position that they restricted traders in GameStop and other meme stocks because of capital concerns and not due to any hedge fund pressure. He expressed regret that Robinhood's actions upset customers, but claims the situation would have been significantly worse if it had not suspended buying. Robinhood would not have been able to post the $3 billion in collateral in the middle of the saga, and by immediately raising $3 billion in new capital and restricting purchases of meme stocks, the company avoided liquidation of its unsettled clearing portfolio. A forced liquidation would have resulted in a complete lack of access to markets whatsoever for Robinhood's 13 million customers. That would have been a dire situation. Ken Griffin defended Citadel's market-making abilities, saying they were under no fault, and as a market maker, they offer the best price to all customers, depending on size and scope of the order. I think the two eye-opening pieces, though, were the amount of info Vlad Tenev lacked about his own company, as well as how, frankly, out of touch the Congress members were asking these questions. So what stood out to you about Vlad's deposition? It seemed like he tried to reveal as little information as possible. As the CEO of a company, it's your job to know every detail about the inner workings of your company. He flat out said he didn't know the percentage of revenue that was made from payment for order flow. He eventually added it was more than half of the company's revenue, with the majority coming from options trading. Other things like he didn't know the number of market makers that they route their options tradings through. He he kept mentioning customers have made $35 billion in profits. But he couldn't attach that to any type of return percentage. It was just strange to me. All these things weren't layups for Vlad. Getting back to what you said before, what did you mean that Congress was out of touch with the questions it asked? I mean, to me, this hearing just didn't get anywhere meaningful because some of the questions being floated were flat out asinine in the context of financial markets. Like they really asked Vlad Tenev why customers aren't entitled to a refund when they lose money on a stock. Like what? Financial markets are inherently risky. He also got asked why investors couldn't invest directly into Robinhood stock because um, they're still a private company. I mean, these are the people that are supposed to push financial markets forward. Scary. So Robinhood had plans to go public in 2021. Do you think this hearing could negatively affect its potential IPO later this year? Honestly, not at all. I mean, people have short memories with things like this. I think Robinhood still has a massively successful IPO in the next few months. I'm just hoping they give their customers access to pre-IPO shares somehow to make peace. A lot of customers are still very upset. It'd be a great PR move. Walmart reported earnings early this morning. The stock dropped nearly 7% following the numbers. But where did this company come short? 
Walmart absolutely smoked on this report. I was personally very shocked to see this. We've long spoken about how these big box retailers have been killing in the pandemic as the mom and pop shops being closed only helped these behemoths on the bottom line. They missed big on the EPS side, which was the initial bad news for the stock. Same store sales were up nearly 9%. That's definitely positive. But the most negative piece of news for the stock that simultaneously the best piece of news for the underlying economy is they're raising the minimum wage to over 15 an hour for their workers. So that's the unfortunate part about Wall Street. They love job cuts. They hate wage raises. But Walmart's doing the right thing here you know, to the detriment of their stock. Roku reported earnings after the close. Streaming stocks took off during last year's lockdown. Did the company have another strong quarter? So Roku has quietly been one of the best stocks on Wall Street as they're up over 500% in the last year. So where all these guys like Netflix and Disney are competing over streaming numbers, Roku has found themselves a cushy spot as somewhat of a toll taker in the industry, just sort of middlemanning the situation. And these earnings were no different from the action we've seen the past year. They beat on revenue, earnings per share, and average revenue per user estimates. I mean, they murdered the EPS side of the equation. They were expected to lose $0.05 cents a share. They actually gained $0.49 cents a share. That is a monster beat right there. So Roku just continues to kill the streaming game on this report. All righty, Shake. Well, that's a wrap for the week. We'll see if we get fireworks during Friday's session, but we'll talk again on Monday after hours. Sounds good. You've been listening to Stock Twits After Hours. To learn more and subscribe today, visit StockTwits.com. All opinions expressed by the host and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of StockTwits or their affiliates. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. The podcast is also not a research report and is not intended for the basis of any investment decision. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.